my New Zealandness is not really as clear, I think, to readers of the book, but it will be absolutely clear to anyone listening in. Like any new parent, we need to feel affirmed in our identity and our rightful place in the world as we enter such a pivotal and highly impactful time of life. It has to be like this. The cat ran up the hill. Pause. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, Meet writer and teacher at New York University, Jenny Quilter, licensed midwife, Liam Colley, and naturopathic physician, Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci. Press play to hear how these authors were inspired to write books that fill gaps in the parenting, fertility, and nutrition spaces. Enjoy. Hi, this is Jenny Quilter, author of Hatching, Experiments in Motherhood and Technology. I wrote my book because, in 2015, I decided to freeze my eggs. But when I decided to freeze my eggs, I suddenly realized that I actually had very few of them to freeze. I had always been ambivalent about motherhood, but the sudden likelihood that I couldn't conceive was deeply destabilizing. As a person, I fell apart, But as a writer, I was interested in why I fell apart. The answers that were easy to summon, like evolutionary history or social pressure, felt too brief, too abstract, or maybe just too pat. They didn't explain how overwhelmed I felt. And very quickly I became a patient and underwent in vitro fertilization, which meant entering the world of IVF clinics, daily injections, monitoring, surgery, and I grew fascinated by what I was meant to know or understand about what I was going through. So in the waiting rooms I sat in as a patient, there were how-to pamphlets and lifestyle magazines, but no medical journals, no anthropological accounts. So I found myself craving a history of the technology that would make sense of why I wanted what I wanted, which was wide open to the potential that IVF could offer beyond replicating or remaking a nuclear family. And I found myself thinking an awful lot about science fiction and about how radical IVF could be in disrupting some of the very old stories we tell about women's bodies in time. And when I did fall pregnant, my research dramatically shifted my own ideas about parenthood and what it might mean to create a home. So I know this is an old explanation, but in this case, it's accurate. This is the book I wished I could have read when I was 35 and suddenly confronted with my own infertility. It's the book I also wished I could have read when I was 26 and wondering what the next few decades would hold. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be revealing, I think. You know, you spend years (laughs) writing it down and seeing the words on the page. And I would read it out loud to myself when I was writing, but I always read in sections and paragraphs or sections of chapters, never reading the whole way through. And over the last three days, it's been incredibly revealing to see the whole thing as a sound 
rather than a site. And it's made me see things about my book, sort of the rise and fall of different kinds of momentum that I didn't realize when I was writing it. And I feel like it's actually taught me a lot about writing, reading it out loud, the whole thing out loud. I realized I had trouble pronouncing transvaginal. I kept on wanting to say transvaginal. I don't know why I wanted to say transvaginal, but I really did. And there were a number of times where I had to course correct and say transvaginal. I'm really excited that listeners will hear that I'm a New Zealander far more quickly than perhaps readers will sense it. This book was bought by an American publisher. It's being published in the States. I mentioned that I'm from New Zealand, I think the third chapter in, but my New Zealandness is not really as clear, I think, to readers of the book, but it will be absolutely clear to anyone listening in. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast a New Zealand actress, Rena Owen. If you've seen Once Were Warriors, the film, you would have seen Rena Owen act. I think it would be a privilege to hear her voice in this book. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Lolita. I read it in a long car journey, driving up the coast of California by myself, and I was going hiking in various sort of national parks along the way. And I don't think I've ever driven in California since without having a very strong sense memory of driving along listening to Lolita. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is, not surprisingly, in the car or doing something else. There's something really lovely about making books. I make books by hand sometimes. And there's something lovely about stitching books or cutting paper or doing some of the very small tasks involved in bookmaking that are very repetitive and all the while listening to an audiobook. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Occasionally, there are books that you encounter like arrows. They arrive with velocity and a distinct whomp. Naomi Mitchison's Memoirs of a Spacewoman was like that for me. It was published in 1962, and I picked it up around 2017. It's not widely known. The book collects the expedition notes of a spacewoman called Mary and her visits to various planets. And it is the ventriloquized voice of the future, a way for Mitchison to imagine the fantasies and freedoms she thought the future might afford a woman like her. Hi, this is Liam Colley, author of Queer Conception, The Complete Fertility Guide for Queer and Trans Parents-to-Be. I wrote Queer Conception because there was a huge gap to fill for queer and trans people seeking parenthood via pregnancy. While some fertility clinics welcome members of our community as patients, customers really, the model of care is typically not appropriate for people who aren't infertile but simply need donor insemination to conceive. And for those who do have infertility or who opt for surrogacy or IVF, all the information out there is rampantly cis-heteronormative. And like any new parent, we need to feel affirmed in our identity and our rightful place in the world as we enter such a pivotal, vulnerable, and highly impactful time of life. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, it would be gender euphoric. 
I was going through a gender transition at the time, and my voice had changed only a couple of months before. I was really nervous going into it, but once I got here and started recording, I actually loved hearing the book in my new voice, and the experience ended up being deeply affirming to me. I realized I had trouble pronouncing, and it's still hard for me <laughs> for some reason, drospironone. And I think it's because we talk about people taking Spiro a lot and use that moniker around trans hormones. So yeah, drospironone, it's a component of one of the birth control medications that can be used in lactation induction. I'm really excited for listeners to hear my chapter on coping with cycle attempts. I knew when I wrote them that my words were heartfelt, but as I was reading them aloud, I felt so much emotion come through. And my hope is that people will listen and re-listen to that chapter for words of encouragement and support. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Elliot Page. This is because my introduction to his work as an actor was the film Juno, in which he played a pregnant teen. To me, he embodies the fact that pregnancy and transmasculine identity are not mutually exclusive. Plus, we transitioned around the same time and in the public eye, obviously him with a larger audience than myself, but I would have felt so honored for him to read my work. The last audiobook I loved was The Natural Mother of the Child by Chris Malcolm Belk, who also narrated his own text. It's his own account of queer and trans family building, and I personally found his writing about gender-affirming chest surgery to be an excellent way to prepare myself mentally and emotionally for going through that procedure. I love listening to audiobooks while driving around town to make queer families happen. I do in-home inseminations, so on my way to make Queer Spawn, I often listen to audiobooks. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. The decision to become a parent is monumental for anyone. While some in our community can make babies by having sex, the vast majority of us must utilize outside resources, and the decision-making on the way to conception can be overwhelming. Even the more obvious choices to be made, such as finding donor gametes or deciding who will carry the pregnancy, can be paralyzing for many families, whether you're single, coupled, or in a poly relationship. Hi, this is Dr. Kellyanne Petrucci, author of The Bone Broth Breakthrough. I was so inspired to write The Bone Broth Breakthrough because I wanted to answer all of those remaining questions that are asked of me all of the time. And so many of you had the same questions and I wanted to answer them to finally put it to rest. How do you really have your own breakthrough? I would describe recording my own audiobook as this. Ah! You know I love you if I wanted you to have this in your hands because this book is so special and so many parts of this book came from me, my personal stories, to help you achieve what you wanted. I wanted you to hear it live in my voice. And trust me, you owe me for this one. 
I realized I had trouble pronouncing words because it has to be like this. The cat ran up the hill. Pause. I do a lot of talking for a living, and I thought, what is this going to be? This is going to be a fun few days. Well, what I learned is there's a lot of words I actually didn't pronounce right. I think my Italian was kicked into high gear, but the one word that I loved the most was the word I had the most challenging time, which was je ne sais quoi. And I had to say it about 30 times till I was able to just say it to you right now. Okay, so now I'm told I didn't say it right again. My producer just chimed in again. See, this is just never going to go away. (laughs) Je ne sais quoi. Are you happy now? So for all of the women listening to this book, I'm most juiced about them understanding the concept to not think about themselves the way they used to be. We are going to transform, have a breakthrough. We're going to grow. We're going to evolve. And we're going to start working towards our future self. We're no longer going to look at pictures and think, I can't post that. I don't look good enough. My hair isn't right. My weight isn't, my skin isn't right. We're going to realize that right now, from the minute you read or listen to this book, you're going to start working on your future self, which, by the way, is going to be pretty spectacular. I would say the dream person to read this book, if it wasn't me, it would have to be Oprah Winfrey, and I'll tell you why. I love Oprah's living in her truth mantra. I think the reason why Oprah has such a compelling voice that resonates with so many is because she lives in her truth and she speaks her truth. And that's what this book is all about, getting to your personal truth. The last audiobook that I listened to that I love was Joe Dispenza, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Because much in line with the Bone Broth Breakthrough, it talks about how you create your future self, your future life, and not hang around and drag around on the past things that have been weighing you down. It's about creating a new and inspiring reality. That's why I love it. I really learned a lot from that and how much the Bone Broth Breakthrough was really aligned with that. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm doing what may be seemingly kind of boring activities or mundane activities. I perk them up and inspire myself when I listen to audiobooks. So I could be cooking. I could be cleaning. I could be out on the run in New York City going from one place to the other. I could be in an Uber. So I take mundane activities and I infuse them with energy and learning with audiobooks. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. What's that special magic that some women have? You know the ones I'm talking about. They have a magnetism that draws people to them. Even when it seems like everybody else is battling bloat, constipation, thinning hair, crepey skin, and belly fat, they look and feel amazing. Theirs is an ethereal beauty that transcends weight, height, or age. When you see someone walking through the world with that kind of beauty and energy, you want to know more about her, to get closer. You want to talk and laugh with her. You want to know about her workout, her makeup, her hairdresser, her posture, her life. And you want to know what the heck she eats.
This is the author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind the mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com/nextlisten.